Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm CD Moyer. I'm Hasta. How's it going? Hot stuff, you're sick. I am sick. Sick stuff. Thanks sick for stuff. showing up anyway. Yeah, that's my job. I almost didn't. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. I drove all the way to Best Buy to buy a splitter and they were out of splitters and I came back and I was all grouchy and then CD Moyer was like, hey, what about this splitter right here? I mean, it was on the far corner of the table. The fark, the fark corner? The fark corner. Hey everybody, CD Moyer's here. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. We have been working on a web uh, engine for testing and developing content for our new video game, and it's pretty good. We, what did we do? We made it so you could throw a stick of dynamite at a powder keg, and then the powder keg would blow up, and then it would blow up all the other powder kegs. Wow. So you could have a goblin that's surrounded by powder kegs, well, and you can. Bl- we didn't actually test that. We didn't test that. <laughs> but it will happen. I'm I'm afraid. I mean, right now I'm pretty sure that will just freeze up your computer. <laughs> Why? Because because the powder kegs will then hit the other powder keg, which will hit the powder keg infinitely. Will, yeah, that's exciting. But you can blow up the powder keg and then oh it right, because the it does damage the all cactus. the other powder kegs before it turns into ashes. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't add the infinite loop prevention yet. Okay, right. Well, that'll that'll need it <laughs> anyway. So yeah, like now we have a game where you can throw a stick of dynamite at a powder keg and then uh, set off a chain reaction of powder kegs that will kill a goblin. Does it, it start a, a world war? Though it could do anything that does hot damage. <clears throat> yeah. So you could throw a match at a powder keg. Yeah, you could. You could get a match. Or just a match that does, rifle? just a match that does one hot damage would be a convenient way for a non-fireball casting. Just, just a rifle cowboy. that yeah. fires matches yeah. and locks. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> matches and locks. Yeah, like Could... LOX. Sure. <laughs> oh, it's a matchlock rifle. Ah, right. oh, like it th- shoots matches and oh, locks. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. Matchlocks rifle. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Without a fish. Write that down. Uh, what was your second, uh, your your other joke today that you earned? Oh, oh right. a getting a, getting clap. a weaker yeah. version of a disease. And he said, you mean like the slow clap? <laughs> what is the, stuff? Did your dad what is the get, golf clap? Yeah, did yeah. your dad ever get the golf clap from any of his, uh, from any of his uh, golf course? That's, that's good. Uh, probably. Philandering. Probably. Are there any Western classes that will cast a fireball? Uh, I don't know. Is there magic? Is there you Western probably magic? probably have like hot beans. Yeah, there's Western Jalapeno magic. There's hot beans. There's baked beans. You can yeah. bake beans. I'm not familiar with any Westerns with magic. I don't know. I mean, there's like the Deadlands tabletop RPG yeah. setting. I'm guessing that there are some <laughs> fantasy Western novels. I would like to read them. Listeners, sure. do you know of any fantasy Western novels? Has Tim- and I don't mean like it's a Western where all the dudes are fucking each other. Has but- Tim Powers not made a Western what? setting? No, Tim Powers has not made a Western. Mm. I'm not talking about like fantasy as in sexual fantasy. Normally when you say fantasy novel, <laughs> oh. people think, oh, that's where dudes fuck each other. Uh, they, they do. Huh? Yeah. Uh, huh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, we, we've spent a bunch of days working on that stuff and we have a lot to show for it and I'm really happy. And when you say show for it, can anyone actually see this? No, no one can actually see. I mean, me and Chris Moyer can see it, and we can even write code for it. We could probably okay. make a screenshot. Yeah, we I can mean, take some screenshots. He's happy now. Ten minutes ago, we were going to strangle each other. <laughs> really? Right, because I was like, hey, why, I've got an idea for how we should handle this. And Chris was like, well, how about this bullshit way instead? <laughs> I was it's like, how better. about this standard JavaScript way to handle when you want things to be different in an argument? And he was like, "That that is complete horseshit. Wait, did you just have an <laughs> argument about arguments? No. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. It was anyway, an argument, argument. Nothing about what we're trying to accomplish here requires passing functions as arguments to other functions. Yeah, just this don't is look not at like, any of the code that makes the engine I, run. I'll tell you, I'm not. I'm not going to. That is my that is my solution to that problem. Anyway, uh, because we're getting a late start and I'm already kind of hungry, mm-hmm. and I imagine you fellows are too, do you want to get right into the big passel of questions our loyal and dedicated fans and listeners have sent in for one CD? Chris Moyer, C.D. Moyer, Moyer. You're getting boy, into that Western boy, language already. Is that his Passel Western? It feels mm. Western to We're me. We're going to have a hoedown. Woo! A showdown at the hoedown. Oh, I thought you said a pasty of questions. A and then I got questions? Ooh. We're getting Mexican. We're going to get an enchilada of questions. We're going to get the. We're going to answer the whole enchilada <laughs> of questions. There you go. Um, from Margarita. Can you not Happy get dance. a? Can you not get a Mexican uh, pasty? Oh, I don't know. Do they not? I wonder if they. I don't remember them having anything. No, I think there was with like ground beef and salsa in it. I think. Mm. I feel like it was on Maybe the menu. Maybe it's called the Mexican. I think it is actually just called the Mexican. Okay. Well, yeah. Problem solved. Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have margaritas at the pasty company. They probably have margaritas. You can, they could they're ask probably like it's like margarita, but they give you a shot of whiskey to drop into it. Yeah. I don't I don't it's even understand with how potato. this potato Mexican car bomb. I don't understand how this podcast is happening if we haven't had the margaritas. Like a little ball of potatoes. Yeah, like things little, like things have changed. C.D. <laughs> Moyer is, is of the old paradigm where we used to get drunk before we recorded any podcasts, and now we get drunk uh, between podcasts. Yep. Okay. Hey, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, I questions. Think that, Sorry. I think that Roy and I, uh, I, think that Roy and I are going to start recording Advice Hot Dog again. No nice. fucking way. I am in Phoenix. Yeah, well, because now he can sort of leave his kid, right? Like his wife. Like, like he's just going to abandon his child. <laughs> yeah, he just leaves his kid in the dumpster out back, and she can fend for herself now. Before, she was light enough, she would have gotten carried off by an eagle <laughs> if he had just left her in the dumpster. By an eagle? Yeah, Arizona. Arizona has a lot of of, of a uh, lot of one eagle trash eagles, giant eagles. Yeah, no oh, giant. The, do you have giant eagle out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah giant a uh, eagle. Treagle. <laughs> Treagle. <laughs> they live in a tree. Yeah, mm. they're very slow. Happy Dance writes: Why does the wall of meats picture not show up in the Monster Manual, but the other walls do? I probably just messed something up and didn't give it an override pick or something. Hey, I I have no clue. That's weird. I don't know why they should. Would, I don't know why they would be different. Um, hmm. Hey guys, and CD Moyer says Leafy Greens. I have a question, but keep up the good work. No, I don't have a question, <laughs> but keep up the good work. Except why did you have to move, Riff? Now there is nothing cool about Mesa. It was pretty sweet to know I live so close to the cool guys at Asymmetric. Well, well you'll still live near the place where we did so much cool stuff. Yeah, and you'll live near the place where I live half the time ish. Are we going to like install a plaque or anything? <laughs> oh man. I did install a giant uh head of Grand Moff Tarkin and a giant head of Casey Kasem in the attic. Oh good. For good. somebody to find a spooky <laughs> spooky day. Um I'm going to leave as much of that I'm just going to put as much Casey Kasem and Grand Moff Tarkin shit around as I can, and however much the property management company makes me get rid of, I will, but we'll see. Like when you spray paint it on the walls, they might, they might oh, make yeah, you yeah. take no, that down. I'm going to put it in there. I mean, what, what if there is, like, we put stuff on the walls that makes it so if you ever come in here with a black light yeah. it's suddenly like uh, madness yeah wow uv like a uv like treatment to the whole place just like uv Jesus. like That'd be a beautiful so mind good. just like a bunch of just a bunch of what we do is we just get like a like a sort of a projector printer yeah. that prints in <laughs> invisible uv ink they make that right on the it's wall it's called semen <laughs> oh <laughs> well, okay, that's not very accurate. And you can't, like, you can't, it's not like whatever picture you're looking at when it happens gets projected onto a wall, because well, believe me, stencil. you would know. If it, that takes, was the... it takes a lot of practice. <laughs> a stencil. Can you imagine the Reddit post that, like... Oh, man, if you're drinking just, off I, to a stencil. I just moved into this, I just moved into this apartment and... Uh, turn turn on my black walls. light and holy shit you'll never believe what I just found yeah <laughs> and then oh man just a picture of a safe we just draw a picture of a safe on the wall in oh semen, nice and then it becomes like yeah I gotta go <laughs> signs 314 says is there any chance of adding a disable certain permanent skills option with so many skills permed I often find things like the combat and buff windows are a bit overflowing with skills and would like to closet some of them just for neatness's sake it'd be a good way to deactivate any passive skills if I want to go without them for whatever reason I am fundamentally philosophically opposed to dis disabling passive skills that would why does this phone keep doing this Cool. I mean, it sounds like it's primarily just to unclutter some interfaces. So I could certainly see a future where we have a, these are my favorite skills, or these are the skills yeah. I don't want to see on the skills page. Yeah. Or like, not disable them. Yeah, you just could just hide them. put them up in there. Because that gets kind of goofy. I could see the also combat skills. That drop down gets kind of insane. Yeah. I yeah. can see wanting that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Scully Angel says, comments. I love Ed. Great path, guys. Also, it's been a bit since the tower revamp, but I wanted to say that I find the tower door slash keys weirdly satisfying. Clicking the locks to make them go poof is a good thing. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that during testing. and I, I like the tactility. Question for CDM. Can you see a time when you would try a Type 69 season for PvP? <coughs> huh. Sure. I can totally see that. I don't know exactly what it would mean. So, I assume that you would have to be, like... 
having your stone broken would cause the restrictions to apply to you. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, the huh. thing is, in a given season, there are not normally. I was going to say there's not that many minis that would would count, you know, say gear, but I guess effects that come from weird sources. Right. I mean, something that people really want. Let me say a large majority of people I think would really like is every season to require you to ascend once before you can break your stone so that, you know, level 200 hardcore people or whatever aren't a thing. I've just been hesitant to do that because then that that small minority of people that enjoy playing that way would just not be able to PvP again if they don't ascend. Without the stat minis, is that still a problem? Um, Because I am... Yes. Entire, oh, why? Well, all right, so in hardcore, I mean, hardcore I think is people where people care the most about campers, right? Because hardcore PvP could feel like a pretty cool level playing field. Everyone starts over, you go farm your whatever it is you need to eat this season, you farm whatever you need for your potions, but someone could sit there in hardcore and farm all the ingredients for every okay. every potion in the world, get all the best food so that they can start day one with 200 turns to farm, you know, rats or or whatever. Whatever it what is for that season. What if random fights were bracketed by day count? Huh. That is a good idea. That mm-hmm. is, We don't consider that when we're picking... Because I mean, then a, then a camper would just not have anyone to attack, right? And you don't you only get swagger on random fights? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you say bracketed, I would, I mean, the, the naive way I would implement that would just add it to the current kind of algorithm that like picks people near you. Mm-hmm. And you'd still you just you would end up fighting all of the other campers, and then once you'd gotten through that list, you'd start. You'd start not having opponents. I mean, like, right. you know, well, just have it say if if it tries a thousand people. Couldn't find it. Just say, sorry. Huh. Sorry. You stop camping, camper. What about the person that huh. that ascends at the beginning, but then, like, gets up to level 30 well, or 40? Well, I mean, theoretically, the other people who ascended at the beginning If that was, like, a 30-day window or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess if it's, yeah, if it's day count, that makes sense. I, I, also, I also don't know that... It, more and more, I'm not. I'm feeling less like it would be a bad. I'm thinking it might be a good idea to just exclude those people anyway <coughs> by making you ascend. I think it would make it generally more competitive, which is better for the game. Yeah, I th- I think more people would enjoy it then. Then I I don't think there's there's that many people sitting around in hardcore that want to PvP. I mean, especially if you only forever. did it for if you did it a season at a time, right? I don't know that instituting yeah. that is like a new rule. Yeah, that's true. I also I really do think that it would be fun to do the season where there is no item looting, and then the season where there is only item looting. Yeah, right. Because then people would have to put their money where their mouth is in terms of like, oh, this is really off putting to people who don't want to participate in PvP because they're afraid of losing 300 meat worth of items. And then people would throw a punch and they get hit in the money. What? Did anyone follow that joke? Because well, it's where their mouth is. Oh. Yeah. Dear Thursday Service, says Green in 72, Snow Crash, Bleen Consumable, when? What? Snow Crash Spleen Consumable. Snow Crash is a book. And when can I replace my meat car with the Deliverator's car? Oh. Uh, was there something in Snow Crash? But that, that was the drug. It was about the drug that people were taking. Oh. Right. right. Was it? Huh. Yeah. I think. It, ca- it caused them to like lose their minds though, right? Yeah. But I thought it was a thing that was delivered to hackers in patterns of static because their brains could automatically decode the binary. No, I think And it, so. like, reset the proto-language inside their brain. No, I think it was an actual drug. Maybe it was being blamed on a drug. Oh. I forget. It's been years and years since yeah. I've read that. Hinch says, CDM, when are you bringing back Dignity Hits? And I don't mean the Dignity Hits like when Rella crushed Whiskey or when JLE got undevved. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but- it would be cool. I mean, I, let's I, do a season where there's only dignity hits. Yeah. And you lose. Okay. We, okay. Percentage dignity hits. Oh, that also solves the camper problem. Wow. Wow. Jeez. I mean, that that is the the sort of the stated goal, as evidenced by the current season, which 
I'm not going to deny that it is is somewhat horseshit, but uh, <laughs> to to you know try some new things every two months. So certainly a season where you can only loot and you can't loot and you can only hit people for a lot of stats. Yeah, I think we should try it at some point. Yeah. I, that that is interesting. Then the solve the camper problem by just deleveling them all, yeah, <laughs> forcefully. Well, let's people for- do it on purpose, like even called shots, right? Like. That doesn't yeah. uh, that doesn't solve their them still having a ton of resources. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, stealing all their also taking a percentage of their inventory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lady J says, "I have an older clan. Over the years, we've had some amazing clannies who ended up retiring. KOL has a way of drawing people back, and I've seen this time after time. I would like to see the ability to whitelist a clanny and then boot them, so that when they return, they regain their karma. I've not tested this in a while, but last time I checked, it did not work. It would really clean out our clan member list and also keep this clan mama from having guilt." I thought you fixed that. Because booting is booting currently removes from the whitelist? No. Oh, I think they I think that Yeah, no, I think that's what it is. If if you if you if someone leaves, we store in a flag what their karma is in that in that clan. But I right. think if they're booted, they're removed from their whitelist and maybe we don't bother to store it then. Right. So we just I need mean, a, I think what, an I think additional checkbox. Is, is a checkbox that is yeah. like whitelist and remove. Yeah. Right. Because boot is about forcefully removing somebody, not about bookkeeping. Yeah. Right. And we never did the like bookkeeping remove. Bootkeeping. Yeah. I would also like to see dungeon loot divided by dungeon. It would just simplify distribution. Uh, I mean, that's just a UI thing because... Man, it, that stuff is a fucking mess. Does it have that metadata already, or, or it has no? to? Right, every piece of ca- every piece of loot has what dungeon it's associated with because it needs to know whether who you were involved yeah. per dungeon. So it's probably just a sorting, and that in, that that code is awful, though. Like something about adding what class people were. To those drop downs, breaks them all the time. Turned that into some code that I no longer understand. Yeah, it's like the worst thing where it's like a bunch of code that I wrote and then that Xenophobe messed with to fix, and like that is so much harder to and read then, than and I code messed that, with it. Yeah, then you messed with it afterwards. Like I added some some functions as arguments to some <laughs> other functions. Okay, yeah. And so now, well, no, you didn't because that's all written in PHP. Oh, you can call create function and simulate it. It's terrible, but you can. <laughs> I mean, this seems like the kind of thing that when we add the next clan dungeon and uh, people beca- say, this is even harder to manage, say, well, now that we're in a clan dungeon mood, let's update that interface. Right. And add some like filter boxes and have we made stuff. a Have we made plans for, for the clam dungeon yet? No. It's just uh, all clam chowder just all the way down. Just one room and there's a pearl. There's a can dungeon and where you, you only, just fight butts. You can only soup. get to it if you're in that one clan. The, the blues is the one. They never say clan. They only say clam. Mm. <clears throat> right. But I think even chat enforces that. Huh. So they like boot you and don't put you on a whitelist? No. Like I think like the code like it turns work into W dollar sign RK and <laughs> Wow. I don't, I don't know who put that in there. I I, I, I didn't. Maybe it was xenophobe. Uh, Scarf says, hello, JRH plus CM. I have a, lot, a feature request for Ed. I've racked up enough runs to start with a lot of skill points, and I'd like a learn all skills button like Sneaky Pete had for each tree so I don't have to click that much at the beginning of a run. Yeah, I support that. Yeah, me too. Riff, um, make it so. <laughs> and this is also, for some reason, I can't right-click and buy several talismans at the same time. I can put a number in the box, but I still only get one talisman per click. It does work with bandages and I think other things in the store, though. That is because we hacked in a daily purchase limit. Oh. And yeah. there wasn't – we did it at the last – like the talisman of Renunetet or Renutut. Retunen- I don't remember. <laughs> the talisman of Renunetet. Uh, it was a last minute edition and we decided to limit the number you could buy in a day and there was no good way to both do that and allow it to be purchasable in quantity. I mean, good way in that we could do it in the five minutes that we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no quick, sorry, there was no quick way. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a feature that shop.php should have. I mean, shop.fup. Yeah, fup. Pup. For CDM, says Bon Me All, I can think of his feature request. So here goes. When changing outfits, the items that get unequipped are shown, but I often want to put something back on. Would you please include links to re-equip items that have just been removed so I don't have to scroll down to find them or refresh first? That should be just right-click menu. Yeah, is right. is is that's probably hmm. If you turn on the right-click menu and you turn on default, is equip the default for <coughs> equipment? I don't know. 
It probably should be, but I don't know if it is. Uh, mall impaired was kind of a thing of the past until spelunking. I would like to be able to send K-mails, make trades, and buy mall items advertised in trade while spelunking, but cannot. Can anything be done about this, please? I don't think so. Just finish the game. Spelunk quicker. Yeah, just just finish the game, and then you can go back and do the rest of it. Like, be- it's not meant because to Because it's, it's its own separate, like, entity, right? Yeah, you'll never have to spend a rollover in there, so... Yeah, sorry. Like it the reason that Spelunky is able to exist is because of the way that it is completely separate isolated from the rest of the stuff that has any effect on anything. I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt to let you K mail, but you wouldn't have yeah. any of your items. Did you bring some sort of laptop along with you while you were exploring this dungeon? What kind of crazy <laughs> game would that be? You're reading. You're you're too busy. You're caught up. You're caught up in a good story. The rest of the world doesn't even exist. Uh, would you consider a feature like the Hippie Stone for the MMG? I would like to be able to break it and lock myself out of the MMG for the current ascension. It's really addictive, and I would like some help avoiding it. Please, please. I'm thinking about just getting rid of the MMG, guys. Just delete it. Yep. And then just aggressively disabling anything that sets up a similar service. I mean, I can't bring my bot back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Would you please... God damn it. Would you please update the policies of loathing to reflect the rule that is enforced? Transfers between accounts you control must be made in the form of Mr. A or item of the month you donated for, not as meter items. Multisar is disabling accounts with donations... No! Stop abusing shit! (laughs) They do not... We do not disable people for anything less than flagrant obvious abuse. And no, no, we are not going to clarify those rules. Because clarifying those rules only gives people a line to edge up on. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Like, anyway. Thanks for programming. There have been a lot of really cool user interface changes the last few years, and it makes gameplay much more enjoyable. Thanks for all your work. It is appreciated. Dun, 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 dun. You're welcome. No, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the McDonald's theme song stuck in my head for three days. Yeah. There's been a lot I of have no idea that Stop jacking it. Wait, what? I'm loving it. I'm so I mean, glad I, knew, I have not. I knew they had this slogan. Yeah. I'm loving well, it. CD I did not know there was a stop tune. jacking it. No, that's that's <laughs> your favorite one. I I just bump ba bump bump We're podcasting. See, that doesn't work. It's got to have the right the schema and the podcasting right it. Podcasting it. Podcasting we're. I, I drove by a I drove by a place in L.A. that was Handy J's, and I was like, oh shit, I need to take a picture of this for CD Moyer, but you you could not. I did. We did. It was it was near it's near Culver City. No, I meant you you could not take a picture for me. I'm okay. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah. You don't you have enough. That's not my thing. Shiny Platypus says, CDM, I've been playing Graph Warrior a bunch and I really enjoy the game. Thanks for making my work days more interesting. You should do a brief advert on the podcast so there is some competition in the weekly scores. It's getting lonely. Less than three Shiny Platypus. It was just Werebear for the longest time. He, I played he that kept playing for several days and yeah. then put it down and like it yeah, needs I mean it just needs more stuff for it to be a thing you go back and play every day for the rest of your life yeah for it to be a lifestyle choice mm-hmm. it's a real lifestyle game also do you have any new games in the works continue shiny platypus no west of loathing <laughs> yeah west of loathing also that's the name of our new game <laughs> world <laughs> premiere reveal good good um, job <laughs> that was very dramatic. What are we planning to release that on? PC, maybe iPad. Cool. Maybe, I don't know. Z80. iPhone. <laughs> no. Come on. You know you want Spectrum to. Sinclair. No, I know you want to <laughs> because you won't shut up about it. That's how well, I know. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like a two, two fold. Well, sorry. Two orders of magnitude fold increased number of like devices that can be, it could be played on, you know? I have, I mean, my my problem to basically from the outset is that I have absolutely zero interest in competing in that marketplace. No one makes well, any it's, money. It's not a competition, right? It's a, I, it's a. It is, but it okay. It is go, uh, like I'll tell you what. Here, I'll offer you this deal. Yeah. We'll do an iPhone port. You pay for it out of your own pocket. Okay. Like you won't. Because you don't think it will pay off. <laughs> it's not a question. And of, I don't either. It's not like, a question of it of it being like a payoff kind of thing. It's uh, like, can I play this game? Like, I like this game on the PC, but I don't have time to play games on my PC. Can, I'd like to be able to play them on my phone. 
And I yeah, but right, I mean, like, I don't know that we want to do it as a charity. Like, you know. No, I, I also do, I I do not want to be constrained by a platform that no one will ever buy it on in designing a game for the platform that I want to make a game for. And the way that it's being built, I don't think it's going to work right on a tiny phone screen. Okay. You know? That was, that was going to be my question. I mean, do you think it would be significantly different in the smaller size? Absolutely. It absolutely would. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're having to completely redo all of the UI for the last game that we made to get it onto phones. Um, oh, that's yeah. some good news. Uh, the The last thing that we made is going to see a commercial release Hopefully. this year. Yeah. So you will actually be able to buy it. We won't get any of the money, um, but we're getting paid to make it. So <laughs> yeah. Well, you could buy it and then do an extra donation. Yeah, you could. Sure. You could. Yeah. You could buy it, play it, and then send us a letter about how much you liked it with a thousand dollar bill inside. That's inside how much. It. That's how much iPhone games cost. Cheese Cookie <laughs> says, "Dear CD Moyer, why do you think turtles have butts? I suppose they poop somehow." Anyway, this is more of just a notice of appreciation. Thanks for all your work on KOL. No, no, I don't. You don't think they have butts? I mean, they you have, think they just they have, have short lifespans because they fill up after a while? <laughs> that, they have the shells got to hold the pressure in. Yeah, that's why they get bigger. They don't actually metabolize any of the food. I mean, they have like anuses, balloons. but anus doesn't equal butt. <laughs> I'm not sure what your name is. Says, why is Jarlsberg pronounced Jarlsberg and not Jarlsberg as in jar or Garlsberg as in Garlsberg? <laughs> also, what happened to Groundhog Day? <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm? I think you read that wrong. Sarah Lynn says, why does KOL not use actual cuss words? Have you ever thought about implementing an adult version of this game? Sarah Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. Yeah. <laughs> I made Riff remove a bunch of dicks from Ed. <laughs> yeah, originally Ed called the, the the evil player character a dick a lot. <laughs> I just... Zach didn't like it. It's... Once you cross that line... The dick can, line. <laughs> it can never be uncrossed, <laughs> That right? thin and beige line. <laughs> I don't... Thick. And I've always felt like this, even when I still, you know, would insist that it was okay to use gay as an all-purpose pejorative. I do think that, like, if Bugs Bunny had said fuck, <laughs> it just wouldn't have been as good. Like, eh, you know? Right, there's yeah. No, there's no reason to go out of your way to make something unacceptable for kids when the only reason that it would be unacceptable for kids is because you went out of your way to I mean, include... You don't, you don't think there are already things in the game that cross the same line that Dick crosses? I don't, actually. For the same reason that I don't think that asshole is acceptable. I think butthole is acceptable. I don't think and you asshole. you think jackass I think jackass acceptable. is acceptable, but asshole is not. It's just, <laughs> it's... It, I, I don't, I'm sorry. Like, no, no, it, no, know, I, I... It's just arbitrary, but I think you agree with me. I don't think that you're... That, I, I think that the line is perhaps arbitrarily defined, sure. right? Like, jackass is certainly somewhere on the dick spectrum, right? But... <laughs> dick spectrum, attorney but at law. I don't, I don't... Uh, so we would not, we would not write the player calling someone a cunt. Right. I don't dis disagree that... Tool There's no reason to use, okay. use words that you think... Hey, granted, would, dick, dick, is an, dick is on the edge... <laughs> my dick is on the edge of my seat. It's a really big seat too. You guys should. No, I think dick. I, I. There's certainly an argument that can be made that dick is a a step beyond jackass. Or and I mean that's an argument that I make, and so, you know half of us disagree with, and half of us agree with, right? Like, and and, and like, <laughs> I'm in charge. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, Riff. You had to make it stupid jerk face or whatever that you felt was all toothless. But. Also, I don't like dick is gendered, and there isn't an equivalent for women. What? Wait, what? No, you can I, be a, you I, can totally be a dick and be a, a female. I think it's weird. I think that feels like a weird choice instead of a non-gendered usage to call a woman a dick. Huh. Hmm. I, I mean, hmm. I, you know, I don't know that I would. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, could, I don't know. I I'd have to, I'd have to think about it a little longer before I picked which side of that sure. statement. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, the just, fact that is... we would even need to discuss it is probably a good reason just not to use the word. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. 
fart face. <laughs> fart face. I mean, that's why I also don't like, you know, explicit fart jokes, right? You can like, oh, this is like, you can like show a fart, don't tell a fart. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is the radio show now where everyone responds and says, oh, well, what about this? Yeah, there's all art? these things. Yeah, no, I know. There's all these other things where it's like, you know, oh, I found every once in a while I'd find a place where Riff actually used the word dick in a thing and then I would change it to, to fart face. I didn't so to change it to the hole in the sky is okay somehow. It's borderline, but it's euphem. It's euphemism. You so it's all call... a bunch of. It's like you know. It's not okay. The monsters don't call you a little man in a rowboat. I don't even remember what's up there these right. days. There's a little man in a canoe. Yeah, I mean, it's all it. That is the kind of thing that I feel like a child who was unfamiliar with that slang would just be mystified or just think that it was some absurd thing. They're silly constellations. Yeah. And whereas just the word dick is a thing that would get like the wrong kind of giggle out of a kid. Right. Like because you don't like a transgression that you're aware of, I feel like is just less appropriate in a thing that it is that we don't explicitly warn kids away from. I remember getting into an argument, not even really an argument, but just I was surprised to find that we disagreed hot stuff on whether it was acceptable to swear in front of children. Yeah. And I just think that it is not. And I I think they're, I get that that's weird. Those little fuckers need to be exposed to the real world. (laughs) You know, I think it's fine for parents to swear in front of their children, but I don't think that it's up to me to make that decision on the behalf of parents that I don't know. You have to wait until you hear the parents swear in front of their children. I think even then you don't. I think you uh, like, I mean, I would err on the side of not swearing in front of children. So would I like, and and because dicks, (laughs) I would definitely err on the side of not showing children my dick. See, and that's that's the answer to that question. Hinch says, CDM, do you miss Kevbob? I do. Uh, Noodleton says, what's the best technique to get meat without spending actual money? Uh, clovers in <laughs> the knob treasury. Sure. Um, Buy a clover in the mall for 4,000 meat and then take it to the <laughs> knob treasury to get 1,000 meat. I'm pretty sure that's it. I think actually what you do is you look in the mall for things that you could farm and sell. That's yep. the best way to get yep, meat. That is the best way to get meat. What is the percentage, continues Noodleton, of a percentage chance of an ultra rare adventure? Uh, that's not how it works. Cool and average guy says, why do they call it a pair of underwear when it is only one? Each leg is one underwear. Oh, wait, are you not supposed to wear them in pairs? <laughs> Every I- time I say... Hey, girlfriend, toss me my underwear. She'll cut one in half and toss it to me. And I'm like, damn it. Toss me a pair of my underwear. And then she'll toss me the other half. And I'll be like, man, I can't use this. It's just two one-legged. I'll be busier than two one-legged men. At I, I can't follow you down this path. At a, mm. Hey, he says, Menendra, when you TP someone who is currently playing at Ed, it says you're throwing TP all over the ground. Shouldn't you be TPing Ed's pyramid? Anyway, another high five to Riff for the writing on Ed. It's hilarious. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, let's let's go and edit everything that references the ground. <laughs> yeah. Griffin P says, Dear CD Muir, I currently ignore PvP completely. It is not within my sphere of interest. If you were trying to sell me on doing PvP things, what would you tell me? That's a good question. There's some cool prizes that you can get no other way. Uh, I don't know. If you're not into it, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we put some prizes in there to make you try it out. I mean, it's different than most games. It's not uh, not real-time battle with people swearing at you. You just click some buttons and work on some of your attributes. I don't know. It might be worth a try to get some of the cool prizes. I'm a great salesman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Noobsauce is, uh, re- reporting that there's no good way to submit bug reports through the mobile browser. Um, yep, that is true. I mean, there's only so much room for icons. We need a hamburger. We need the hamburger. Yeah. We just need to add a hamburger menu with all of the other stuff, like logging out for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, that just, we have not gone back and done round two. Yeah, I mean, we were sort of waiting to see if anybody cares about the mobile interface, and the answer is a resounding, I don't know, I guess, sort of. Yeah, I haven't looked at the numbers in a while. I mean, there's definitely a bump of the number of people using it, and I I know people use it. Obviously, they report bugs. Right. But, uh, yeah. Mr. Moyer says Shamu. 
<clears throat> it is good to see you on a podcast again. Since the last time you were on the show, I've gone from being PvP timid to a veteran of four seasons. Sometimes it gets a little weird, but overall, it's a great, fun addition to the game. Anyway, questions per usual. One fun question and one game question. One, what KOL skill would you like to be able to make permanent in real life? Not just class skills, but dread or holiday skills, too. Uh, torso awareness? No. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to... <laughs> that uh Get what's that skill uh that you can use to uh eat more than you should be able to eat oh okay <laughs> i forget what it's called i'd like to be able to perm uh the glass of warm water <laughs> but as a skill just be able to like just kind of look at somebody and make them pee uh, i guess li- liver of steel good. would be a good skill oh yeah it would yeah someone's sandwich would be good you, mean, oh. you can kind of do that Lesser demand you can just go sandwich. make a sandwich. Yeah, but you can't just, you have to get up out of your chair. <laughs> mm. Man, we went to get a sandwich today, and the girls at the sandwich <laughs> shop were like, there's a shooter on the loose. We're closed. Like, uh. Okay. I mean, I mean, whatever. They're scared, but all the other restaurants in the shopping center are open. <laughs> so, like, I guess we're just going to go there maybe instead. Did they read on the news that the guy really wanted a sandwich? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Noted sandwich enthusiast. White He's, supremacist butthole guy. He started at Subway. Oh, man. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. Yeah, but then once they had anything other than white bread, he was like, <laughs> oh, I'm done with you. Oh. Dutch crunch. That sounds foreign. Yeah. Mm, Italians, huh? Mm, I got a wow. theory. <laughs> Two, I believe it's been stated more or less for sure that April's item of the month is a charter. When you were thinking of things to put in this charter, how much did you think of its interactions with Ed specifically just because it's the current challenge path? Like specifically making a zone that serves as an alternative to the secret government lab in Conspiracy Island that mirrors Ed's purposes for that zone. Sort of. I mean, I think we figured out we're probably going to have a zone in the new charter that has a similar composition. Like it's all dudes or it's all Tuka monsters, but with slightly less uh, stats. So it's not just straight up a replacement for that. But like definitely because the lab isn't not all dudes. No, it's three out of four. There's one thing in there that's not a dude. So this would would just be all dudes, slightly less stats. But (laughs) you don't have to use a banish. It doesn't have to be dudes, right? It could be. It could be pirates or hippies or anything that drops two cost. Yeah. So and it makes sense. Like any of those make sense. Like there's, you know, one thing. Some of our thinking isn't done yet because only me and Riff have actually submitted our brainstorming proposals that were requested <coughs> like 10 days ago. I've, I've been in bed. Did you ping me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry, I guess I'll put it in Trello and yeah. Pivotal. Put it in Pivotal Tracker and then <laughs> when my momentum gets up, I'll oh, be yeah. able to do it. Yeah. Is uh, that what you call you- it? <laughs> would you consider making packs of one-day Charter Zones tickets for sale in Mr. Store for an Uncle Buck once those charters have left standard? Um, huh. Huh. I don't think so. As you said, the answer is obviously they would consider it because uh, Jick is is really looking like he's thinking Well, I'm thinking, thinking about hard. what that would mean, right? I mean, it would mean you could donate and run for access to expired charters, which would then oh. presumably they would want that to then make it unexpire them. But it would also really seriously undercut the economic advantage for the people who bought the charters and are capable of producing those day passes. Hey, what was it? A, a, a donate for a day pass? Donate yeah, like an Uncle Buck for a pack of day passes. Oh, a pack. I was going to say, there's there's yeah. no way that economically, I mean, one-tenth of a Mr. A doesn't seem like that's – the passes are never going to reach that much, per, are they? I don't a think mil- so. A million meat no. for a pass? No, I don't think so. So, yeah, they, they, they suggested getting more. Yeah. Uh, Endelian says, I've got a question for C.D. Moyer and all. What's the weirdest slash jankiest bit of code you've ever written? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. In uh, KOL? He doesn't tend to write janky code. Oh, no, there's some, there's some, there's some jank nasty stuff in there. There's a, a, it's, a lot of it is responses to existing jank. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things like the way that the right click stuff works for items everywhere it's pretty convoluted because because those options are generated in PHP and then they have to get to the JavaScript to generate the menu, and it is uh it is rather hairy. That's that's pretty janky. Uh, Felgod says, "What does Rift moving to Portland mean for KOLCon's location slash existence and the ASIM offices in general?" Well, I'm still in Phoenix half the time, and I don't think moving KOLCon is a good idea. Thought we were going to do it in the dead center of the United States. Right. Which is like Waco, Texas. That's probably not true at all. That's too, that's too <laughs> south, yeah. I think. Um, 
Kansas, maybe? Yeah, KOL Con is still going to be in September. The ASIM office is probably just going to become a rental property, so you could go bug the new people, tell them, look out for the ghost of Casey Kasem. <laughs> He's everywhere. Also, this poster hog you has left. Um, Bring a blue li- black light. Yeah. Don't lick the walls. <laughs> They're covered with laundry detergent. Um, man, one time uh, in my dorm room, we were like, we turned off the lights and turned on a black light and we were painting stuff on the wall with laundry detergent because that makes it show up in a black light. Uh, but then after we turned the lights uh, back on, I realized that my laundry detergent was blue. <laughs> so everybody else's was invisible ink, but mine was just blue. Like, oh, well. At least this is easy to clean. <laughs> um, Hekor says, The Meat Smith's quest is interesting and fun, but it's a one and done for most people. Have you considered adding an 8-bit skeleton to the quest as an alternative source of white pixels? I realize that everything does not have to be ascension relevant, but I would much rather adventure in the skeleton store than the inexplicable door, even if the white pixel drop rate was somewhat worse. I wonder how many people that's true for. Like, if there was, if there was, you know, if you could get an 8-bit skeleton in that zone, which I don't, I think that would be weird because there's no narrative explanation for that thing being in there, right? Yeah, and we meant to figure this out, but I think you should just answer this question again next week when you have. Yeah, when I have to, like, I, I'm gonna, I'm generating some data on how many people actually do this because I feel like this is the kind of thing that a lot of people who are gonna get into the game would do on their first day of play, and there's a lot of like. I mean, your argument was that a lot of people think, well, you ascend once, you kind of putter around, you do this dumb stuff, and then you ascend again, and you, like, read the wiki, and you just ascend And then you're just 100% efficient from then on, which I don't think is the way that the overwhelming majority of even people who ascend actually play. Like, I think they just fuck around and do stuff that's fun and do stuff that they haven't done in a while, and, I mean, my favorite part of an ascension is always the junk sprites. Um... Let's see. You know, and I don't know about making it Ascension relevant. Like, it's, it wouldn't be, right? I'm not going to make it a better source of white pixels than the 8-bit realm. And if it's not, then people would just complain about that, right? Except for you, Hekor. It's, that's, mm, mm. Hormone says, Uncle C.D. Moyer, thanks for making PvP fun and interesting. What are you taking over next? Um, The world. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna document an entire clan dungeon. Okay, <laughs> and then implement it. Oh yeah, and all we have to do is write it. I don't have any idea. That's actually what the 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 reward for PvP. Uh, oh, Kokomo, Kokomo is, a clan is actually a clan dungeon. Oh. Ola says this guy, a clan leader friend of mine, recently was talking about how she wants to acknowledge and reward clanmates for ascending, but it's hard to find a meaningful and sustainable way to do this. I've seen different clans do neat group activities, including holding clan contests with prizes, but sometimes just as simple as chatting about who is fastest in the clan at the current challenge path, or having a clan chatbot that announced it in clan chat every time a clanmate ascended. Seems like the game could do some things like this natively, like have an option for a clan announcer in chat for certain kinds of events. Ascend. Ending, beating your nemesis, encountering the Beowulf, overdrinking with 300 turns left, or offer an internal clan statistics page that showed Ascension statistics and maybe even a subset of the Ascension leaderboards, but restricted to clan members only. What do you guys think? Clan channel chatbot might be an interesting Mr. Store item. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like a, like a clan. Uh, like just a clan like announcer a that was configurable. Yeah. Like, uh, eh, How hard is it? I mean, I guess... All of that stuff has to be player. Anything that's triggered by like, but yeah, if a player ascends, we can look at their clan, see if their clan has that announcer. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, Yeah. it's like sort of like a lounge, a VIP, you know, yeah, VIP item, but it's it's, yeah, just VIP valet and any one P lounge item. Yeah, I mean, it could be a VIP item that only VIPs can. Yeah, that seems the setting. Yeah, that that seems seems that seems goofy. I mean, I could see like. That the would clan, be a cool thing to sell for five bucks, but I don't want it always setting, in the store. <laughs> you know, I, I would kind of like to start experimenting with some stuff in Mr. Store where it's like, all right, here's this familiar. It's just cute. It costs $3. It'll be here for a week, and then you'll never be able to get it again. Like it does like, cute damage? Did that upset? Would that upset people? Like, would it make any money? It would, would make some money, but I yeah, I do wonder whether it would... I think upset it would in the long run. it would upset some people. You know, <clears> it would make some to, money. You'd and always, it would bring joy to some people. You'd always be able to buy one in the mall if you were willing to 
pay for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, People would have a lot of questions, right? They'd say, this thing is in the store. You said it's going to be here for the next two weeks. Is it never going to, you know, is, yeah. is it never going to come back? Is there a rotation? Of- I think I would, well, we would be up front about yeah. that, right? And I mean, you know, if we did, here's the thing, like putting something in Mr. Store for three Uncle Bucks is kind of like putting something in an NPC store for three million meat. If we had an NPC store, they were like, this store is only going to be open for a week. It sells a familiar for three million meat. No one would be upset about that, I don't think. That's called a world event. Yeah. <laughs> that right. happens. So this is a world event that happens to generate some revenue. This I mean, is a gen- revenue-generating world event. People have not been upset, I don't think, about things like the t- the, tw- the uh, time-twitching tool belt. Yeah. And people – and, you know, and the tool belt has been great, right? It's just like – Yeah, I mean – that's the thing. It, it it fits into the the game, and there's like a reason for people to to get it and want it, and you know we keep sort of adding I mean, content that it it helps with and stuff. But what's in the store now? Do we add any Uncle Buck stuff? Yeah, we made Mister A Junior's only cost five bucks, uh-huh. and Ms. Access. No, we got rid of Ms. Accessory. Did we add anything? Daughter. New? The yeah. daughter accessory and oh, the, yeah. boost, the boosty juice for $100 oh, yeah. that nobody Sis- buys. Sister accessory. Nobody sister flipped accessory. out about any of that stuff? No. Yeah. I um, mean, until we get to the point where, you know, it's like, you just lost to the boner dagon. Click here to get yeah. six <laughs> boner dagon killers. Boosty juices. I don't know. Yeah. That, that doesn't help. Yeah. Sular the second says, could we possibly have configurable gear like the Ed piece and the Buddy Bjorn and so on have their configuration saved as part of custom outfits? That'd be some pretty hugely awesome quality of life. No. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I that that's just a morass. Uh Hormone says the tarnished Tastavin, is this standardized at all, or do you have to input a Tastavin value for every booze? Uh no, it's standardized. It just pulls it out of the consumption table. I don't even remember what that does. It yeah. like gives you some of the stats that you would get from drinking booze when the booze drops. Really? Yeah. If you have it equipped. So it's like just a weird sort of random plus stats. There's a lot of stuff item. in this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Green in 72 says, CD Moyer, the PVP your attack notifications spam the places that also tell you X, KML, Jew, etc. and make it easy to miss them. Could you pretty please let us disable PVP notifications? I don't want to choose between PVP and not risking missing something important. Pro- probably. Huh, I'm surprised that you can't do that already. Disco Girly says, hi there. Maybe you could ask Disco Girly how to do it. <laughs> ah, crap. We're not even going to get through all of the C.D. Moyer questions. Let's see who the first ones are. Wow, Christ. There's a lot of these. And we got started late. And now now Jim is there. And he's going to sit around with his thumb up his butt until we get done with this. Um, let's do 15 more minutes. How does that sound? That sounds... So at 7.37, we're going to go get a margarita. Uh, The Nuge says, How do questions on PvP mechanics get decided? Thinking about things like the tomato, fruit, or vegetable question from last season, or any of the similar small-scale questions that get trivials here and there? Um, Well, people say stuff about it, and then I make some sort of decision by fiat. Uh, A lot of times we discuss it in dev. Yeah. Nobody ever feels real strongly about any of it. I mean, I felt pretty strongly about using the culinary definition of fruit and not the scientific <laughs> definition of fruit. And so I, I that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most of those things that are like, oh, this should work this way, mainly like Pantsless and Jamali and Urka Sendel. I wonder how you say that out loud. I don't know. Uh, they tell me stuff and then I pick pick who I liked best that day and change it that way. <laughs> Solve Omnis says, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Hi, C.D. Moyer. On the character pane, the order of status effects with the same amount of remaining turns bounces around like crazy. This gets a bit frustrating when I try to recast a bunch without recasting some others. Say I have 10 turns of leash, empathy, and dreshers. With leash at the top, empathy in the middle, and dreshers at the bottom, I click the leash arrow, get ready to click the next black arrow as soon as the page loads, and end up recasting dreshers, because now it's listed before empathy. What causes this behavior, and is there anything that can be done about it? Thanks. Love is the law. Love under will. Normally, I skip those, but for you, I thought I would. I'm not sure that I actually... Wait, it when you when you're ordering item uh, effects by duration, they will change order from page load to page load. If, if they have the same duration, if they have the same duration and something else changes. Oh yeah, because just the way they're probably just stored into that array, whatever, or in the database, whatever is touched last comes out first. 
We could probably make that not happen. That That is certainly annoying. But how do you hit one arrow without hitting the others? Right? If they, both, if they all have 30 turns and you click one arrow. No, I think what she's saying is she wants to up re-up two of them. Right? And she looks and it's like there's three arrows and she wants to hit the top two. And then she hits the top one and then the top one again, but it's no yeah, longer the same But the, the number of one. turns change. Oh. Oh. It oh. reorders them and just throws yeah. off. Because I, th- I think it rebuilds that array when it has to change the order. Actually, it's probably because of sort. Actually, that's probably a really easy fix. Because we probably pass that into a sort function, and it's Which just not just considering compare, the name. It's not comparing the name. Like, if it's the same number of turns, it should compare the name. We it should put that just, on the radio to-do list. It shouldn't just randomize. Yeah, there's not a radio to-do list anymore. Uh, let's see. Hi, CD Moyer, says White Wizard 42 First off, thanks, because of all the various updates and announcements, it sounds like your technical skill is a major force in keeping the kingdom running. No offense, Rick Hiff and John Stuff. Second of all, as a patron saint of PvP, are there any plans to introduce epic-level fight-gen consumables? They currently top out at awesome with angst and acrimony. Seems odd for this one part of the game to not scale all the way up. So, you know, that's one of those things where you ask how those little decisions are made. Uh... Somebody spindles an item, and then we say, uh, hot stuff, put some numbers on there. Yeah. So We specifically left a lot of room to expand. Yeah, all of the spleen items, though, <clears throat> the those I kind of just made up based on what I thought, and I knew people would get mad about them. Finally, who do I have to piss off to get a slash PvP custom chat effect? P.S. I left my... Okay, that pisses me off. Uh, C.D. Moyer... Says Salsa Savant, has your magic coding ever backfired, causing something weird like everyone losing their memory or reverting to a younger mental <laughs> age or any some sort of other generic Buffy plot? I mean, not in real life, but I've certainly messed up the game. There was, there was that like less than a week ago where basically I knocked everyone off the game with infinite loops. Yeah. Like everyone's like, it's really laggy. I'm like, that's weird. It's fine for me. Oh, it's getting slower and slower. It's, I guess I slowed down time, essentially. <laughs> um. Glebe says, how much of Ed the Undying's popularity do you think is attributed to making the level 11 quest shorter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I bet you I bet you virtually none. I think people are pretty excited about Ed in the first day or two of their run before they even get there. Just the narrative. Yeah. Like, rip, hit it out of the ballpark. Ballpark? <laughs> yeah, that's the right that's the right <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Do I, 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 I mean, similar to the right ball. It's in the same ballpark as the right <laughs> metaphor. I think, I think the mechanics are cool and the skills are cool and the undying mechanic is cool. But just from the get go, you click it and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. I'm this is like be- an entirely new view on the things that normally happen. In and then you get to the yeah. first boss or whatever. And you're like, whoa, they even thought of that. A <laughs> uh, bonus question for Uncle C.D. Moyer. Is there a combat action bar Mark II in the works? If so, can we get separate drop downs for skills and combat macros? We really should do that. Yeah, I mean that code is that code is old. Yeah, it's just such a big project. Yep. Non-combat action bar took a long, long time. Combat action bar is worse. There's less going on. Really? Uh, so items in it because it's got to like integrate into the fight script the non-combat action bar or the awesome menu all it's doing is calling you i just made a new script i mean it took it took several weeks but half of that three quarters of that several weeks was okay here's a new version people play with uh, and give it some feedback whereas the fight script is huge and complicated the part of it that generates the ui is not as bad. And a lot of why it's bad is because of the combat action bar. <laughs> yeah, and right, we've done so. we've done some work like to have the the word realms item work. Like that code is all sort of structured off now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. You know, what would be ideal, I think, is if there was a UI that was basically the combat action bar mark 2 that was good enough to be the default UI for combat. Mm. Like, yeah, uh, you know, something that started out like the skills menu where it's like, ah, you every skill you get that's a combat skill just gives you another button. And then once you've ascended and gotten enough of them, you can change it to whatever. Right. But to begin with, it's just, well, here, here are some buttons that you can hit to do some stuff. Every combat item you get adds another button. Whenever I think about it, I do think that it would be a much saner project if the configuration happened outside of of yeah. the fight yep i feel like that was the trouble there is conditional combat skills oh yeah but those show up like to s- well except ones that are like 
as a result of something that happened in the fight, right? Conditional, yeah. like conditional like in, fight skills that are based on fight props or whatever. Like when somebody throws a grenade and you get jump on a grenade <coughs> as a conditional skill, which I don't think ever happens, but it could. But we, we fake, we fake that a lot for like picking auto attacks and, and yeah. macro stuff. So I think, I think we could. Can you set that. a conditional combat skill to an auto attack? I think so. Like, I think, uh, uh, what's the one that you do with the guy in Hobopolis? Oh yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure, like in the in the there's a function that's like get combat skills, and it does things like set Hobopolis equals to one if you're not inside fight and different things so that mm, it, okay. it it fakes it out. Hi guys, says Biff99. You're so amazing for uh, no, you're so awesome for designing and maintaining such an amazing game that I've spent so much time on. What's CD Moyer's favorite part of the game? Hmm. I don't know. I like I I historically really enjoyed uh, ascending competitively. I would not know how to begin that uh, <laughs> at all now. I know we keep fucking the game up. Ed Ed is probably the thing. Ed, Ed is the thing that I worked on that I actually played a lot of because I wanted to read all the text in situ. So I like Ed. I like PvP. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dumb. No. <laughs> All right, we got to burn through some stuff here. Uh, mm, uh, mm. Lightning round. All right, Sausage says, a while back I figured out how to sneak the password hash into chat macros in the top bar. First off, what's the deal with PWD anyway? Can't you read that off my cookie? Second, API.php and JSON make for some pretty killer capabilities. Dynamic charping, macro conditionals, and more. Any big plans there? So the PWD is to head off cross-site scripting, right? We don't need it, but somebody else right. could trick you into clicking on a link that would then perform arbitrary actions within KOL, yeah. like send them all your meat. Right. And that's so, why we require it to be passed yeah. in with those actions. Yeah. So that is, that is for your protection. I mean, the hash, and I agree in, that it's a hassle. The hash and macro things. I keep, uh, people keep reporting it as a bug and telling me to fix it. And then I feel bad because it's going to break a lot of cool stuff. People figured out how to do that. You could just do with a, Grease monkey or a user script, so I just haven't fixed it because I think people do cool stuff. Sausage also says, uh, security test follows. In the past, I asked a question with angle brackets, and the way Jick read it made me suspicious. Alert, Sausage says, danger, danger, podcast <laughs> questioners can inject JavaScript. Do you ever load this page while logged into KOL? Uh, yeah, and it doesn't execute JavaScript. Like, it's, I'm almost sure I just strip tags on it. Like, um, well, maybe, maybe it's because you strip tags, so you read it weird. I read it weird because, yeah, because I stripped tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, mm, sorry. Mm, mm. CD Moyer, can you configure KOL servers to support gzip compression? My inventory page is a megabyte, which reduces to a tenth of that when compressed, says as Andorra. I can't. I think there's a reason that we didn't do that. I feel like, yeah, maybe because in it's this like modern era, though. It's transport efficient, but CPU inefficient. Yeah, but the pro I mean, it's now 2015. I bet you those front end servers are as much more powerful as the new database servers are, and we could just do 15,000 times as much. You think? I don't know. It'd be worth. I mean, the proxy would be the one doing it, right? Yeah. So it's a thing that's worth asking, asking Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. I don't know how much load the proxy is under. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I don't know if Nginx supports GZIP. It does. It probably does. Yeah. yeah. You know it does. Yeah. Um, Mr. Wizard Sir says Caligenis. Oh, that's yeah, man. What is the most exciting wizardry that you are working on in the kingdom? <laughs> Professor Wizwaz. No, Wixwax. Uh, uh, it's uh, Professor uh, Wixwax. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, that a good? Yes, and <laughs> and the fuckatorium of Doctor Dipshit. <laughs> that's right. Hot stuff. I wish you were here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. It's. I'm wishing less... you were somehow near again. <clears throat> Yeah. I, it sounds like it was a fun week. Although if I was sick there, I would have just been in, miserable. You would have gotten us all sick. I would have gotten you all sick, and it would have sucked. Um, man, so many questions for C.D. Moyer, but so little time to not go eat burritos and enchiladas got four minutes and chimichamos. Yeah, just quick, quick, ans ask them. And They're all too long. These questions are too long. Damascus says, uh, will we ever be able to select arbitrary icons for the top menu buttons like we can combat macros? Maybe. Uh, with the new spleen item information, will we someday get similar descriptions for combat items? Yes. Yes. Uh, I, because that is just a matter of me spending four hours going through We've already got the writing. code in place for that yeah, to yeah, work. Yeah, it's totally, uh, that, that is totally the next thing. It's just there are a lot more combat items than there were things that healed uh, HP and MP. And it, it's, 
very much a thing where that text has to be generated manually. And that's the kind of work that I like to do on certain days. On a uh, rainy Friday. And I'll get to it. Will spleen and healing items ever be separated into two categories? Spleen and healing, perhaps, rather than all being consumables misc. Yes. Uh, glancing through my list, I only see Frosty's mug and old Scratch's fork that fall into neither of these categories. It's usually shit that people have just demanded that I put into that category that's in there for reasons that are now confusing and lost to the mystery. I mean, I can see wanting those things on the consumable page. Yeah, because they're, they interact with food. Yeah. And they're not... I, I definitely think splitting out healing items and... Spleen. spleen items is fine now that spleen items are a thing. Is there any reasonable way for you to clean up the misc inventory pane? It's more than a little unwieldy. Skill granters, crafting components, daily usables, various forms of money, quest-specific but not quest items, healing items, various containers slash boxes, and more than a few combat items and potions are all scattered through this one category. So, like, I think one thing that I would probably do if I had it to do over again is I would make all items one thing or another as opposed to like hairspray which is a combat item and a potion mm. right and i think that that it would be okay if hairspray was a potion and then was just also combat usable yeah i and mean like but i think this you... is more the, like the miscellaneous miscellaneous items even ignoring combat and usable and potions it's just a huge chunk of things that do yep. a whole variety. I mean, I don't know how many skill item, skill book items you have, right? So, like, separating that, it's going to reduce the size of the misc pane by 1% and add another pane. But if there were 10 of those, you know. Yeah. Which, I bet you, the, the way the way that inventory creates categories, it's pretty easy to, to arbitrarily create boxes on there mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't think that there are that many that big categories. Yeah. And while you're right, there are a lot of items in that category. There's just a lot of fucking items in this game and a lot of them are weird. I bet you after this radio show, Jamelli is going to give us a spreadsheet that shows how we could cut down the size of that box by 50% with three logical categories. One of these days (laughs) I'm going to ping you because we get a tremendous number of requests for just other things to sort equipment by. Oh, yeah. And that's not that hard to add. It's just that they're. 15 minutes each. Yep. Uh, I might be alone on this, but I wouldn't mind if two-handed and mysticality weapons were brought back as dividers. There's a lot more of both now. Eh. Mm. Oh, too often I toss on an awesome weapon I've forgotten I had only to run into battle and die because it unequipped my shield. I feel like the distinction of mysticality weapons was removed when their mechanics changed years ago, but now Pastamancers are back to using them differently again. I could see the link just being like, equip two hands or, or, you know, hold with two hands or something. I'm almost certain that it already is. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you just read the link before you click yeah. it. Um, I think I've asked this recently. That's uh, why is everything in the sort by dropdown menu, not in the show dropdown? If I'm looking for a specific bonus, I don't need to see anything that doesn't provide that bonus. Wait. Well, the, the sort the sort already does that, I think. Am I crazy? I, I don't actually understand the question. So Right. So like you have show things I can use, show everything. And then you have sort by a plus muscle or whatever. Right. And then sorting by that causes it to show up. Does If you sort by plus muscle, does it show everything? Yeah. It just shows them at top, right? Yeah. So I guess you just only look at the top of those blue boxes. Yeah, you only look at the blue, right? I mean, I could see... I could see uh, a third show a option that was only things that do this. Yeah, show... show Filter things related to the sort over on the right. Right. Show everything, things I can use, things that the filter over there is currently revealing. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way to phrase that that isn't stupid that would be (laughs) useful. Uh, mm -mm. Attack Ferret says... Hi, Hick, Jif, Frotuffs, and My Coder. My Coder is an anagram of C.D. Moyer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have listened to many KOL slash hot dog podcasts and have been a recurring but casual suboptimal player, so I at least have a vague idea of what your roles are at the browser-based gaming conglomerate known as Asymmetric. Would you be able to elaborate on the specifics of the tasks that you each typically spend most of your time on? My impression is that Jick is obviously the benevolent dictator, primary artist, <laughs> and creative director. Riff and Hot Stuff seem to do a lot of the writing and focusing on details, while the elusive C.D. Moyer seems to do the behind-the-scenes code wizard behind most of the game. How accurate would that assessment be? CD Moyer writes all the code that I don't want to write. Yeah. <laughs> so anything anything JavaScript or DOM related, he'll do anything that's like boring. <laughs> yeah. And then my that's... job is similar except for writing. I do all the writing that 
Zach doesn't, Jake doesn't want to do. And my job is similar except for numbers and business. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, none of the, I'm never in the mood to do any of the business. So Hot Stuff does all of that. Yeah. Um, and that's gotten like bizarrely complicated, like in the past couple of months. We, yeah, we keep we've been forming we've been new companies. A, yeah, we've <laughs> set up a nonprofit to for Zapcon. Um, you can find us online at cgpsociety.org. We are the Classic Game Preservation Society. Um, and Hot Stuff's the treasurer, so he has to spend time counting out all of our treasure. <laughs> treasure. All the quarters that are put into machines yeah. everywhere. Um, also, who would win in a fist fight among all of you if it was one-on-one-on-one-on-one? Uh, what if it was an every-man-for-himself battle royale complete with aluminum trash cans and folding chairs? Wait, if it was one-on-one, it would have to be like tournament brackets. Yeah. Probably Hot Stuff. Would I? I was going to say... You're probably the strong... Like, Jake I'll bet has... you can bench the most of any of us, which probably means you can punch the hardest. Well, is it, is mm. it at a time when Kevin is sick or not? Mm, okay. Because <laughs> that's a like lot of time. the year. Yeah. I mean, Jake has probably the longest reach. That's probably true. I don't know that that's a real advantage. I don't really know how to fight. Well, has everybody... Plus, I'm a total pussy. I has don't everybody if... Has everybody used the website that tells you how many inf- toddlers many you could fight? Yeah. <laughs> so we just determined who could kill the most toddler. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, well, guys, uh, thanks thanks for listening uh, to the to the Kingdom of Loathing podcast. And I wish we had had more time uh, with C.D. Moyer, but uh, maybe next time, you know? You know, buddy, we should have you come out and work on some video game shit again, because this has been a lot of fun, even though I yell at you about... Passing uh, functions as arguments to other functions because that's fucking horseshit. It's the best thing ever. It's mm-hmm. so elegant and be- it's like it's like lisp inside of your language. Yeah, it exactly. Bum, ba, dum, bum, it's incomprehensible. We're loathing it. Is that is that be our outro? Make <laughs> a hamburger <laughs> out of farts <laughs> and keep reaching for the skis. What is it? that's that's a Simpsons joke? Sorry. Bye everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>